0: Hello, everyone. I am Lucas Derreiter, a judge for this year's Crunchyroll Anime Awards, and I'm joined by other judges to talk about the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. What got nominated, what's likely to win, what resonated with us. Yeah, that's what uh, we're going to be doing for the next hour and a half or so. On this podcast today, we have everyone's otaku, the otaku of everywhere. I don't know how we're changing that branding. Maybe we'll figure it out. Isaiah Colbert.
1: Hello. Yes, I came across the ingenious way of saying otaku without borders, given my freelance status. So that's that's been the official rebrand. So you'll see me um, on different places here and there, uh, depending on whenever inspiration <laughs> hits me and rent is due. I guess.
0: Hey, uh, doctors aren't just borderless. Uh, otaku are too. <laughs> uh, also on the podcast. Editor in chief, editor extraordinaire. I forget your exact job title, but Lindsay Loveridge of Anime News Network. Hi, everybody. I'm
2: it's executive editor, but executive. It, it mostly means the same thing. So <laughs> oh, I looked that up after the fact. I'm like, oh, what did I get myself into? <laughs>
0: <laughs> also on the pod today, we have, but why those own Kate Sanchez? It's Sanchez. Ah. Uh, I forget the mark over the A. I put a little we more hoots on You it huh? if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Kate Sanchez.
3: Yes. Hi. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I I promised myself when I, I left academia I was going to correct every time somebody said my name wrong, and that just so happens to happen during podcasts sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, hi. I'm excited to be here. <laughs>
0: I, Kate, for any reason at any point, uh, you're welcome to call me out. You're welcome to give me shit over the course of uh, <laughs> recording this. Like, that's the only way I learn. And then rounding out the pod, according to my grandmother, who calls him that nice man from Norway, is Rafael Modemayor.
4: I'm uh, excited to be here. And I will try to live up to that uh, description. <laughs> Wow. Don't
2: disappoint Lucas's grandma. That's all of our like that's <laughs> our main goal today for
0: all of us. She's yes. turning 80 this month. We got to step it up. Yeah.
3: Oh, that is so sweet.
0: Yeah. All right. Um now as judges, there are a couple of requirements that we have to live up to in discussing uh all of this. Um uh we're not allowed to get into the voting process, uh rules or what are ballots included or discluded. Um Yep, they're a uh, pretty, uh, pretty straightforward, pretty uh, opening paragraph of that judge's packet. Uh, this conversation will also focus uh, specifically on the nominees. So what is in there, uh, our predictions for who will take the top spot. Um, did I say who, that we can't say who we voted for? I'm saying it again because at the very least that's written down twice in the uh, packet that we got. So, yeah, uh, just going to be takeaways, just going to be what resonated with us. Um if you want our full takes, if you want the uh, spicy thoughts, I don't know. We're all writers. You can like pay us for that yeah. stuff. <laughs> also, I'm out, like, yeah.
3: good for Crunchyroll. I don't even remember who I voted for because I have a short-term memory. <laughs> time, is, time has eroded who
1: I voted for. i I'm I'm like, do you know earlier, how much yeah. we
3: watch? Like, I'm not going to remember that. I
2: have like, <laughs> the website pulled <left> also... <laughs> up on a second window here. Same. So as we go through, I can see what the nominees
3: were you're so smart Lindsay. living in 2024 <laughs> using our technology <laughs>
0: uh, um speaking of that website of those nominations uh we're starting out with anime of the year which is the nominees include oshi ko bochi the rock chainsaw man uh the most recent season of demon slayer most recent season of jujutsu kaisen and vinland saga season two Raph and isaiah Y'all both wrote pretty extensively about uh, mm. Vinland Saga Season 2. <laughs> yeah. Any, <laughs> any thoughts on that?
1: So my thoughts on this is that I like Vinland Saga Season two's like weird spout of online discourse where people are like, oh, it fell off. It's not as good as Season 1 because it wasn't action-oriented because it kind of weeded out the people who are actually here for Vinland Saga because I'm like the show doesn't really start until Season 2. And so like, I don't know like I like season two a lot because for me like um before I'd even like gotten into Vinland Saga I had like done the rounds of like reading through Vagabond and being like man this is like one of the greatest like sort of character arcs ever and it's usually like whenever uh like battle-hardened warrior gets put on a farm they just have a farming arc <laughs> and when um it happened in Vinland Saga I was like oh they're doing it early because it happens way later in Vagabond <laughs> so I'm like Oh, this this might be this might be peak. We we might be at peak because they're doing a farming arc really early. And it just felt like really good and like how it like was a slow burn that serviced characters and just fleshed out a little bit more of the world building where it's just like, yeah, no, this is slavery. You're going through slavery and you're just like kind of suffering, but you're also like feeling like you deserve it because you were kind of an angsty POS back in the day, being a Viking and all. So everything kind of culminated in a way that just like didn't feel rushed to get to the point it always kind of belabored like the feeling of anxiety over all that and guilt over that so i enjoyed just the entire journey of the arc and i like how mappa gave it time to breathe because usually when we think of Mappa projects it's always like things are go 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 action 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 but with this one they're like no no this has to be a slower
0: kind of season so i enjoyed that a lot for it understandable anything to add raf uh, I mean just echo what I say I already said like this
4: is uh, I think it's an incredible piece of television, not just anime but television as a whole um, I am glad I sort of missed the online discourse around it because I, I I did not get the um, the comments of like the lack of violence and, and, and stuff so I am happy I went in uh, just knowing that this is I, I knew it was a pretty big arc. Uh, but I didn't know what that meant. And I was, uh, just extremely happy to see that it was such a well-crafted story. And living in Scandinavia, uh, I have seen my fair share of, like, Viking stories, but there are few, if any, that come to, like, this level of just character writing, and it was just, like, incredible to see week to week.
0: Yeah, it was. Um... Kate, you are the biggest uh JJK appreciator in my orbit at least. Uh any opinions on uh, this most recent season or anything else in the nominees? Yeah, I mean
3: for me, I really want to talk about uh Jujutsu Kaisen and Chainsaw Man, which feels real basic when when we when we break it down. I know, I know um in in a perfect world buddy daddies would be on here but it's not mm. um <laughs> <laughs> where where is my buddy yeah
2: yeah exactly yeah
3: um but that being said i think Jujutsu kaisen season two and chainsaw man for me fulfill a very they do what i love about new mediums of the same story is they tell it they tell the heart of it but they make enough changes and they focus in on specific emotional moments and specific character beats that add more to the overall story. Um, I'm somebody who believes you can tell the same story in multiple mediums. Adaptations are not inherently bad. Um, And I think a lot of the times when there are differences from the manga to an anime, I think Chainsaw Man dealt with that a lot this year. um, Or I guess technically last year. I don't know. Whenever the hell winter season that came out that spanned things. You're in a situation where you have purists and you have people who are coming to the story for the same time. And I think what MAPPA was able to do with Chainsaw Man and Jujutsu Kaisen season two, to a little bit of a lesser extent, was kind of justify the existence of telling it in a different medium by adding more to it. If you read it, you get one thing. If you watch it, you get another thing. And as somebody who appreciates both those stories on their own. And I, maybe this is just bias. Cause I love Aki like with all my heart, And so does Mapa apparently uh, it just adds so much more to it. And I think for Jiu-Jitsu Kaisen season two, very specifically there, there are two, I, I know that some folks may have not have liked it. Perhaps some folks on this podcast right now. <laughs> um, but for me, I really appreciated the time investment in core one into building out more of the relationship elements between Ghetto and Gojo specifically. And then because I'm a huge action fan in general, I appreciated the adaptation of a lot of the fight scenes working in some iconic live action film moments. You have the raid, you have the matrix, you have like really large, just kind of tent poles of action cinema brought to life in in that fast paced MAPA action storytelling. And that's what I appreciate uh, mostly. And also if you've read JJK, like I don't tell people to go read it because it's highly convoluted because Gengi doesn't know how not to explain everything to everyone. <laughs> um, I think MAPA does a good job. So yeah, I will be a, J- a, a Jujutsu Kaisen season two defender. Um, but I ultimately that's my takeaway and why I think they kind of stand out for me also a justification to make me not sound super basic and saying that I really love these two things that everybody else also really loves
4: I wait can I can I ask just to clarify is the season two is just the first half that's nominated right or is it the whole thing
2: it's all really clarified <laughs>
4: that, the whole that, thing, that, right? that makes a big difference
2: it, it does make a Cold big War. difference <laughs> depending on depending on whether you're it's just the uh, ghetto Suguru mm. uh flashback arc or if it's um or sorry ghetto gojo flashback arc or if it's um that and all the shibuya incident I, arc. Combined. i would
3: assume that the whole thing is because usually the anime awards is specific on season debut and that because it ran concurrently both cores are inside the window so i would yeah. assume it would have to be the full thing i like-
2: I'm so, operating before. under that assumption, but I guess we'll find out for sure next Anime Awards and whether it's uh, <laughs> nominated again. Right? <laughs> this is uh,
0: true. The the image for Jujutsu Kaisen does appear to be uh, from the second half of uh, of the most recent season
2: uh, that's
0: uh, on the Anime Awards page, if if that's any indication. Yeah. Um, I, Lindsay, you got any hot well, takes about? Uh, anything wait, are your? you cool. sure
3: about that? Because it's Core 1 on the the Crunchyroll website.
2: Oh, is um, that?
3: That's Core 1. That's Gojo's past arc, Or I guess they called it Hidden Inventory.
2: Uh, I'm looking at the, the Anime Awards website. And the key art that they have for Anime of the Year for Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2 is uh, Shibuya Incident. Oh, well then there oh, okay. we go.
3: It's all 2 because yeah. the key art that they made for Anime of the Year with all 6, it has the Core 1 photo. Mm. Huh it's In their announcement, (laughs) one look, this is called journalism. (laughs) Getting to the bottom of it right on this podcast. I sent the link in chat.
0: Okay, Okay. well, I perused that link, Lindsay.
2: Yeah, feelings uh,
0: about anything in here.
2: Um, yeah, so looking at anime of the year, right? So we've got we've got six nominees, uh, three of them are by Mappa, one of them's the latest Demon Slayer arc. Then we've got Dark Horse, Bochi the Rock, and Oshinoko, right? Um don't remember what i voted for uh in the moment although i could probably guess uh that said of of what's up here like some of it i'm 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 kind of over it i'm a little bit over okay here we go I, i'm a little oh bit God. over like some of how the anime awards continue to shake out i understand that it it is populist at the end of it and mm-hmm. and that makes sense um but we'll see as we go through this discussion that the the distribution of awards among the number of series we get each year is uh there's some problems like if anyone you know anyone at cr wants to hit me up to do some uh some uh like workflow sort of management for this thing you know let me let me know um i'd be down for that but as far as like the actual anime of the year um, it's a tough shakeout for me between uh, Chainsaw Man and Vinland Saga season two. Um, I think Chainsaw Man, to kind of echo what Kate was saying, is a perfect adaptation. Um, mm. There was definitely some discourse about the uh, look of the show, the cinematic leanings of the show. Uh, those people don't have taste and you shouldn't listen to them. <laughs> um, You're here, Lindsay. You're this, here. Is a, this is a perfect adaptation. Um nothing in that like there are so many moments from that season that hit me in the gut and i had read the manga so like i knew everything that was coming but like um like hime's death spoiler alert where they do the the amazing uh shot of her basically having body parts disappear but you don't see it there's just a weight to her body and you're like oh her legs are gone things like that are happening like that just i think about that scene still and this series aired uh last fall like fall twenty twenty two last fall so I mean I'm still thinking about Chainsaw Man. Mm-hmm. Um I have uh I'm the naysayer for JJK season two. I, I think a lot of my issues with that season has more to do with MAPPA production issues affecting the quality of the show as it came out. Yeah. And I think they could have edited uh Gege's Akutami's uh explanation stuff even, even more because that, that, that's the kind of stuff that keeps me out of shonen a lot of the time. Yeah. Um I have a hard time with Jojo's Bizarre Adventure for the same reason. I'm just oh, like, just just yeah. just shut up. Just shut up and let the things hit each other. I I get it. Like yeah. I'm watching what's happening on screen, right? So um that and you know the production issues on JJK and the work issues going on at MAPA yep. make it really hard to like endorse that that production as a like as a whole package regardless of its artistic merit like just the circumstances in which it was produced make it difficult um i didn't watch the latest arc of demon slayer but everyone i trust say it was really boring so i don't know why it's it was here. mid it was truly it? mid
3: you have the ruby red episode which is some of the best animation you table has done yeah and then it's it, it's a whole lot of nothing
2: after yeah. that this is completely anecdotal, but I have I have a a, a teenage family member, right, fourteen, um, and I'm kind of their anime auntie sort of situation. Uh, and they were telling me about their friend and mentioned to me they're like so my friend really likes Demon Slayer but I mean the animation's great but I think the story's kind of mid and I was like the kids know all right the kids know <laughs> they're tapped in they're that coming
1: was,
3: around
2: you know?
1: that was my thing too I was like whatever like when Demon Slayer first came out I only heard people like hyping up being like oh but this episode like episode 16 is like good I'm like but I have to get there and I, <laughs> yeah like oh these 4 little, seconds of animation were really yeah. cool i guess. A little
2: off topic but i had a similar conversation with someone about hunter hunter and they're like hunter hunter's hmm. amazing 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 but you got to get to like episode 20 i'm like i don't 20 20 <laughs> it's hard That's two it's whole hard, seasons man. to like power through man i got stuff to do. <laughs> anyway um but vinland saga you know echoing a lot of what uh, isaiah and Raphael said earlier um amazing drama there uh just beautiful message in general uh a character arc you know we rarely see and i feel like my appreciation appreciation for that show heightened after um we had a journalist interview makoto makoto yukimura and he was just like yeah um if my government tells me that i have to go to war i'm going to jail like he is just like so about it it's not just a story to him i feel like he is really committed to the themes and messaging in it which is just great to see as well so uh yeah um it's a toss-up between for me between vinland saga and chainsaw man Oshinoko um powerhouse opening ending themes Mm -hmm. uh you know had a great 90 minute opener i guess some people have also been divisive about the necessity of that but um just great show but it doesn't have it kind of just plateaus at one point and so I feel like that hurts it a bit compared to uh something that felt like it had a a natural sort of conclusion of an arc at the end Mm -hmm. I don't think Oshinoko had that I'm gonna watch season two but (laughs) just as a contained package you know Mm -hmm.
3: No, I, I, I do agree, Lindsay. I think I think for me, like that's one of the things that like when I look at this or when I look at all the awards, like you said, like there's a disparity and there's a shown bias when it like comes down to it, which is something that like if you have if, if you've been around in anime space or even mangas, so, like this goes back to just even just people what people read from the manga yeah. about what gets kind of airtime, what gets seen, what gets talked about. It is it is really hard like i do genuinely think buddy Daddies was the best anime of last year like it, it had clear like,
2: narrative like, art animation really hot guys oh my god amazing <laughs> score <the laughs> amazing score you know great best like tension like yes but coming family it, trauma exactly. escaping a cycle of violence and abuse come on guys the, the importance of family, blood not being well, your family yeah <laughs>
1: But what oh. of the power scaling in buddy daddy? <laughs> <laughs> <Are> They're great <laughs> in buddy daddy. There are
3: not. <laughs> but uh, um no, I, I do think Lindsay, you're spot on, and I think it kind of makes me sad that we only really do get Bochi the Rock is kind of the one because e- even No Oshinoko still is, is very specific in its audience at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think Bochi the Rock is the only thing that is really different.
0: Yeah. Um, this um I, maybe this is a little bit of a hot take uh and I don't even know if I fully agree with this because I will stump for pop team epic any day of the week mm. uh bochi the rock maybe the best anime from a four comma manga yeah yeah that's so. it yeah no
2: i I'd, I'd agree we're gonna get like some oldies f- coming in from like <laughs> Niezsche Joe who are gonna yeah yeah you. but there. I... Yeah. yeah I didn't I actually didn't know Bochy the rock was a four coma that's
0: I right that
2: how did that work in a four-coma format? That's funny. Okay. Yeah.
0: all right. He's
3: like, actually, Bochy the Rock is the best adaptation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> oh, We'll get there. Uh, but first we have to get through. Best continuing series, which includes uh, Attack on Titan, Jujutsu Kaisen, Spy X Family, Demon Slayer, One Piece, and Vinland Saga. Um, I got a feeling that One Piece is going to clean this one up with how much of a surge I feel like that series is having globally. But uh what do y'all think?
2: This is another one where where do where's the cutoff for where One Piece was at? Are you just supposed to because I mean the Wano arc just kind of wrapped. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So do we is it like including I like how everything else
3: has a clarifying statement and then it's just one piece. Yeah
4: it's just one piece.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know.
4: I mean do we expect people to remember what Part of the four year arc is gonna mm. be they're gonna be voting for, yeah. No, I don't. Think was, to, I, I think that's what he's probably just gonna be like if you vote for it, like, you're voting for the whole thing, yeah.
1: Mm. He's yeah. got out there, but yeah, I... like, to that, merit it'd be like, Well, Attack on Titan's over, so is it continue? But this is only for it's a special only one
3: now. I, Mappa is doing too much as I think everybody in here can agree and I think these categories show that I also just like this is a hot take Spy Family like core 2 and like this is even talking about season 2 because like season 2 I think was like very mid I think core 2 of season 1 was good but like it I don't know everything here for me outside of JJK and Villain Saga it just kind of like sputtered Mm-hmm. A little bit, mm-hmm. just very sputtery. Yeah. Um. I can't speak for One Piece because I'm only on episode 105. I'm well, trying. Okay. I'm trying really hard. Intense as the way on. Yeah, uh-huh.
0: <laughs> you'll get there. It, hey, they're it making a whole. A year, but... <laughs> making a whole new One Piece anime <laughs> yeah, to yeah. expedite <laughs> that process. You can start movie. over there. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I. I watched the first season of Spy X Family. Um, I'm up to date on the manga, though. And I, well, I understand why that is a lot of people's uh, cozy anime, um, period now. I do think it gets to a point in the story where, all right, here are all the pieces. And they're going to kind of stay in the same position. They're going to do stuff. But if you expect these relationships to change, if you expect uh, stakes to go up or down, yeah, that's not why you should be coming to Spy x family you should be coming here to see this adorable found family do adorable stuff together um yeah
2: yeah so i got bored <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the yeah. You just yeah yes <laughs> i finished out season one i probably still have like two episodes to go on season two and everyone was like it's gonna get better because yours gonna have her moment and i'm just like okay so she's on a cruise ship mm-hmm
4: yeah. All right. yeah, I watched that season like I watched like as a, a live action sitcom. Like I don't, yeah. I, I watch it just to like hang out when I don't have anything else to watch. But like I don't expect much from it. I don't think it's gonna do much, and that's exactly what it is did.
2: Someone make the okay? Spy Family to Friends comparison <laughs> yes. article, please. Yeah. Who is Ross mm-hmm. in Spy Family? Is... Uh, yeah. like why Gita is it Jackson. yours brother? So yeah, yeah I was
1: Paul like, a I was like, it's
3: enough. Yuri. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My friend Gita Jackson on Twitter was like, "So has Yor and Lloyd ever kissed each other like One Piece might end before that?" Happened. It hurts. Yeah. Yeah. It hurts. That's when he
3: tapped jam. out. <laughs> I, I'm so invested and they're perfect and I'm never going to get it and I'm just like you all aren't supposed to be a shoujo I'm going to get that in volume 20 I would this, say this is for the next know.
2: level like they're drinking wine they're both really hot and they're cohabitating like they're why are come you on. not fucking please come on, like, come sh- on. Whatever. Yeah.
0: listen uh, anyone looking for that AO3 has you covered in spades <laughs> get sure. in there
3: this is where doujin artists come in yeah yes. right <laughs> okay.
0: uh, the cornerstone of the anime <laughs> <laughs> um I, don't, I feel like we should talk more about attack on titan but that's mm. weird and kind of impossible to talk about the first half of the final chapters of attack on titan with the uh yeah, second part coming out so
3: mm. attack on titan final season the final chapter special one no
0: God, i like, had I... A, such a hard time explaining <laughs> that when i was working
1: i could talk i'm like you see it's like <laughs> technically part three or four but it's not but it's, it was like i had to like do a whole literal paragraph to be like here's what it literally is
2: here's what they're saying <laughs> aka the map of production schedule strikes again like mm. yep. yeah yeah <laughs> um i'm trying to it's also hard for me mentally to separate the two and that's something mm. i'm wondering may have affect voters for this one as well mm. like they we already brought up one piece but how many people Voted for Spy Family, and we're specifically like, yes, because specifically Core 2 of season one, and we're not at all thinking yeah. about the most recent season. You can't mm. expect you can. them to do that. So, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. I right.
3: personally don't think Swordsmith Village belongs up here. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, I, <laughs> no. I'll
1: be honest, I like kind of tapped out after like being like maybe four or five episodes. I was like, eh, I'll just read it, I guess, or just have someone who knows it tell but
2: me. It would at what least be faster, right? Yeah. that yeah.
0: I'm not the origin of this opinion, but this one should have been a movie. Yeah. Like that. Good good thing. They mostly make all these into movies anyway. Or yeah. if they make it into a movie,
2: they then recut it into episodes <laughs> oh, and then air it before yeah. the new season, which is what they did with Moog and Train anyway. So you can't you can't uh, escape it.
3: It's hard. I think I think that. I think that Demon Slayer is the perfect example of the limitation of working within story arcs Mm -hmm. from manga. And I think that, like, it is a great way to map things out. I don't think it always works to actually piece out your seasons well. Mm -hmm. I think the fact that UFO Table has leaned hard into, like, each season is one core and they will have weird numbers of episodes and then there will be some movies and then we'll repackage them as events it's just kind of like they're they're just they're milking it dry in a way that i think instead of happening like attack on titan at the very very end it's happening like in real time as Mm -hmm. it's coming out and it Mm -hmm. makes it kind of hard to buy in
2: yeah Um, they just had the New York uh, red carpet premiere for yes. the Shira training mm-hmm. arc. Sent somebody there. They came back. They're like, "Yep, they showed the last episode of, of Swordsmith same. and then the first episode of Hashira. and they talked a lot." Yep,
0: and that's they did. They did is, the same thing for this season. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yep. It's just
3: which I do think there is a space to do like novelty specialty events because I do think some animes. Some anime has animation that warrants it, but I think that some of the marketing is very disingenuous as to what you're gonna get when you go into it. And that's yeah. the problem.
4: Yeah. Okay. Uh, if I think I'm the only, I think I may be the only one here who has seen One Piece. Uh, <laughs> if I can just, quickly, because I think I just shared
3: i say it's like, is... excuse me, sir. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> How dare I you assume?
4: I too much time trying to figure out where the cutoff point is. And I think it is right when gear five happens. So I think
0: mm. uh, okay. that will... Like if it
4: gets boasted because of that. And I do think that... Uh,
3: gear five is white hair, Boothie? Imp- yes. Ah, yes. I know <laughs> a thing. <laughs>
4: uh, I do think like the, the way that show improved like in the last year and a half has been really interesting to watch. So I think like if, if any vote that that show gets in that category is gonna be because of that. And I think like it's not without merit. I don't know if like that's enough to ha- like to put it against the other shows. Uh, but then again, like everything else in this category is like a weird, like half a season of a thing. So I, I don't know in terms of like what can win, but I think like, there's merit to having One Piece in there.
2: Do you, do you guys think there's burnout on Attack on Titan? I mean, it's dominated it in previous CR awards, mm. and I I'm hope. wondering if people are finally like, "I'm over it."
3: I hope there was. I hope there is.
2: I mean, we're gonna get special too next there is award, this year.
4: But... What about next year?
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well. <laughs> like is this going to work like the oscars where a special one is just like ignored and then next year everyone gives it to yeah. special two because it's finally you know mm, you can vote yeah. on the end of I, the decade long
4: trauma yeah we've i thing. could see yeah. that
3: or it's it just now because people voted thinking that's special
4: two. yeah 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 that's assuming they remember this is only part one and that they can yeah. vote for part two next year yeah which i don't think
3: that's Not giving anime fans re-enter. a lot of credit. I don't think
0: they deserve <laughs> uh, I mean, general consensus on you know the Attack on Titan finale, both uh, well from the manga at least, was that it uh, a weaker ending. To be generous, um, Isaiah, I think you actually wrote about how the yeah, anime changed was, it up a little bit. But I was real brave that
1: day because like <laughs> there was a lot of times where I was like, I don't think I'm like <laughs> have the mental faculty to handle talking about attack on titan in a critical way and like <laughs> dealing with whatever like blowback that will be for it but like i'll at least say like because i remember when attack on titan first came out like a lot of the way that like behind the like book like quotes to be would be like it's the game of thrones of anime i'm like well it definitely was the game of thrones of anime <laughs> i'll say that but, but like yeah the anime definitely does like clarify a few things because like the manga makes it almost as if characters are just like you know what you're a really cool guy <laughs> and it's like but wait a minute <laughs> like um the, the show definitely like it like I guess half steps into like being like well we're not gonna like um completely like just let just like kind of like uh, there's, there's a word for it that I thought about when I was thinking about Final Fantasy but um uh, <laughs> it was like in a way where like they don't Really like goad him in a way Mm -hmm. that they do in the like manga where they're just like, you know what? I kind of get it, you 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 laloosed yourself for us and you know that was kind of cool i'm like no not really because no, a- was self-aware that there was a point where he fucked up and he had to keep up the bit <laughs> i don't think aaron it was aaron
2: no. just kind of gave no. up on destiny
1: no. <laughs> aaron is no.
2: irredeemable anyone
1: aaron who, like, goes still
3: under s- the jail like he's not <laughs> in jail he is under the jail
2: like no anyone i feel like who's still uh is like well you know if you look at it aaron had a point I'm like questionable human do not engage like mm-hmm. as far as like what i came away from it with uh is engaged in imagery that it did not have the uh knowledge to to include first and foremost co- which caused a lot of issues for you know just looking in on the series mm-hmm. um but I feel like Aaron's clearly ir- irredeemable, genocidal baby and um, kind of brave to, like, take your shonen protagonist that was, you know, the typical gung ho, like, yeah, we're going to, you know, I'm going to fight and fight until we win and I'll never give up. And, you know, that just made him do a genocide. And it's like, oh, OK, that was. Yeah, Aaron sucks. Aaron is unequivocally bad, like irredeemable trash. Um.
1: the funniest part about all that too was just like because both options were dumb because I remember like hearing like Aaron's like brother Zeke be like you know what my plan is is like, um, <laughs> like euthanizing all of us like that's a really dumb plan my plan is to kill it like what are these plans can't you just wish to
2: not be the Titan game you start and engaging in the magic bad. of Attack on Titan you're like there were other choices here plan. Um, we've got a, a podcast we did like the last three seasons talking about it and i think this was something that came up during the last season where we were like you know uh, no, aaron never stopped and considered any kind of diplomatic magical option because he didn't want to mm-hmm. because he was mad that he you know got to the other side of this the ocean and it still sucked socially so mm. or anyway
1: He's like, oh, I, we have so many
0: hammers to <laughs>
1: like to crush things <laughs> instead of using a nail. <laughs> right. Uh,
0: I do love that uh Aaron might slowly be coming uh, uh Gen Z's Griffith. That's fun. That's nice. It's nice that that character uh can can be a flag like that.
2: That's an interesting I like that.
0: You just need well, to think Lucas, of it with like the Yeah, it didn't
2: occur to me, like, yeah, yeah, he he is.
0: All right. Then we are heading into uh, this one should be a little interesting. Best new series, Oshinoko, Bochi the Rock, Chainsaw Man, Heavenly Delusion, Hell's Paradise, and Zom 100, Bucket List of the Dead. Um, maybe a question. Ah, no, that does get into like what we voted for a little bit. Um I think
3: I will be honest. My love of two of these comes strictly from my deep love of their manga. Mm-hmm. um and it is very hard so like zom 100 i love i love the premise i love everything it hits on such a very deep level like akira's entire existence mm. speaks to so many people who are burned out increasingly the release schedule of that show messed it up mm-hmm. so deeply um and i don't and and i think because of those production issues and because of that it, it falls off at the end and it makes it hard for me to like even have it on this list, despite one of the best like first episodes, I think, of the year. Um, and then Hell's Paradise, I've rewatched it. I I, I tweeted out when I fin- when the when the when volume 13 came out and it was done and I read it and I was like, I want Moppa to adapt this because they're the only people who can capture like the beauty and the horror at the same time really well. Um now that I've rewatched it, I, I do think a lot of my love for it comes from everything that I know from the manga, which I don't think gets across entirely in this first season of the show, which is more so an issue with limiting it to the 12 episodes. And I, I assume it's core, like this is core one and there will be core two, but it it disrupts kind of the flow that it is supposed to go to after this point because all the weight comes in the back half of mm-hmm. like the actual hell's paradise story which makes it hard because i i think that they are two things that i love deeply like with my entire being and i like i at ax i remember scolding Raphael for not liking hell's paradise <laughs> and after rewatching, it, i'm like oh yeah no i could see why somebody is is maybe not in on this but yeah
0: i um that is a great prompt to bring up uh, what I wanted to mention a little bit better. Yeah. It, it I noticed that, uh, Zom 100, uh, didn't make a uh, best direction, best director, um, which for such a visually striking coordinated series, seems strange. But then when you remember that, Oh yeah. The, the last two episodes, uh, had a cook for a really long time. Um, it, it definitely seems like the production issues in that show, uh, yeah. Affected it, uh, negatively. Um, Also, I met the director of Hell's Paradise not like at at Anime Expo, not like for an interview or anything. I just ran into her at the end of a Mappa panel, casually, and I was like, "Oh, you did a great job! Hi, yeah."
3: It's gorgeous and it's good. I just I think I can see where it's going and the potential Mm. of what it has to seize. That I'm just kind of like, okay, it kind of sputters out those last three episodes
1: that's kind of also my thoughts on Oshinoko because I'm also caught up on Oshinoko and I was like and I'm like oh yeah where did season one kind of end I'm like okay yeah it kind of picks up or finds like because I know that we mentioned that it kind of plateaus it like finds a little bit of new life in a like arc that comes after this So I'm like oh maybe then it would kind of be that but it was definitely like a strong start I'd Mm -hmm. say for like new series and I guess on that same like merit like I had not heard anything of Heavenly Delusion. I just saw that production IG was a part so of it. So it was my, in Hulu jail. <laughs> it was in Hulu jail. Just like how, uh, what was the one from last time? Summertime rendering was in yeah. <laughs> mm. I was like, oh, why? oh, I like this one. And it wasn't an update. I was like, oh, God. But like me not knowing anything about Heavenly Delusion and then being like, having that week to week experience of being like, wow, there is a lot happening here. And every episode felt like there was a new reveal and it just felt kind of exciting in a way yeah. that I hadn't been with like a sci-fi anime for like quite a while so that one was a really strong start for me for like best new series um also Boshi the Rock was surprising too because I remember people being like well it's kind of like this anime or it's kind of like that anime," and I always like felt like derivative when people like initially were kind of pitching it like casually to each other but like the fact that it was like no no this person's got crippling social anxiety and it's like the lengths to which we will go to depict this is it's going to go down in like the history books mm. so it's like a lot of different flavors for like you know when it comes to like drama sci-fi or even like just light like shojo, like slice of life kind of things that like make this feel like it's going to come down to what are people's preferences And I know that people tend to go so I'm like, oh no, I hope some series don't get robbed when it comes to just the feeling or like the freshness and newness that comes with it. Apologies. But doesn't this category make you
4: wish (laughs) that, doesn't the category itself make you wish like, man, if only like anime of the year could look like could have this much variety Mm. to it?
3: Yes. Mm.
4: Yes. Mm. I I think the best new series
2: lineup is probably one of the ones I'm more excited about and yes. feel like I can't say for sure who will come out of it. Uh, Chainsaw Man definitely feels like the fan favorite, right? But yeah. um, like Isaiah said, Heavenly Delusion, that was an amazing show.
3: It was phenomenal.
2: Yeah, it was. Uh, the direction on that was was just out of this world. The animation production quality was gorgeous. The
3: sound gorgeous. design was really good.
2: Yeah, and there's so much breadcrumbs throughout it, mm. and it's, it's rare that we get a sci-fi slash like mystery story where you can go back and watch it. And it's like, Oh man, they had this from the very start and I didn't know I didn't catch Mm -hmm. up on it. There's all these like things sprinkled out. There's even stuff they haven't overtly told us, but you can put together just within the first season itself. It's a just a stellar show. And the Hulu jail thing definitely hurt it. There were also subtitle issues early on with some of the episodes too, that just were frustrating so I don't know if that'll really hurt. Actually, its why we didn't
3: end up covering it because the person we had set for it had issues with the subtitles in those premiere episodes, and it just—I think we ended up doing a, a season finale, but we didn't give it the week-to-week treatment that we probably should have.
4: Yeah, this is what I say that I was lucky that I watched it on Disney Plus without any issue whatsoever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it may it may have been better for everyone internationally where mm. they're yeah. not still splitting content up between. Yeah. Disney-owned Hulu and actually Disney Plus itself. I think they've started migrating to just Disney Plus now. You can find some uh, some stuff you wouldn't expect to associate with the Disney brand now on Disney Plus yeah. in America.
0: All right. And then we are heading into best film, which includes the Black Co- uh, Black Clover movie, Blue Giant, uh, Kaguya-sama, Love is War, The First Kiss That Never Ends, Psychopath Providence, Susume, and The First Slam Dunk. Uh, and for as much as I think that The First Slam Dunk was robbed by not getting an Oscar nomination, uh, Makoto Shinkai is just the anime movie man of the moment. So Susume mm. feels like it is a lock to win this one for me. Mm.
3: Blue Giant is the most angry I have been for something not getting award accolades Mm. in anything that movie is a level of phenomenal to me that like i like i don't think i have felt that emotional watching a movie as i have like they have actual like renowned jazz performers doing the performances that they feature in the film they use 3d rendering in a way that isn't weird but actually like shows you when the 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 characters start going into their flow state and start like feeling the jazz and I think like for me that film has animation it has storytelling it is emotion it's essentially a sports anime when you break it down (laughs) um and it captures the power of jazz in a very specific way and it also crafts that onto the history of jazz in Japan in a really beautiful way. And I don't, like, this should have gotten the Oscar nom. I know why it didn't, because nothing was going to go up against Boy and the Heron.
2: Yeah.
3: And Shinkai is the only one who technically can because of Mm -hmm. my name, but I think Blue Giant blows everything in this category out of the water. Mm -hmm. And it's not even close.
4: One of
2: the things
3: about the...
4: It's oh go like, ahead oh no you was just gonna say like it, it not only Blue giant the seven oscar no, it said like a longer theatrical release yes like what yeah
3: it was two days it only played in 11 theaters really here in the u.s i believe i couldn't see it in austin
2: yeah i um i really really liked blue giant in general uh that's a user uh Sorry. Yuzuru Tachikawa. I was worried yeah. it was going to be Tachibana and I was going to mess that up. Uh, that's Yuzuru Tachikawa, you know, Mob Psycho 100 yeah. director mm-hmm. there. Um, as K already said, like it's Hiromi Uihara doing the music there. She's a phenomenal jazz performer. She has one of those little desk concerts on NPR you can go watch. She's mm-hmm. just like very uh, animated and really entertaining to watch perform. Um, the music is amazing. Uh, we've got this great uh, like trio you've got the like the newbie drummer who's pushing to like catch up you've got the pianist who's who's just amazing and has and put in all the technical <laughs> and hot and put in all the technical work to you know but he he isn't playing with emotion the same way uh, that the main character die is who's sort of a prodigy so to speak he can just like feel jazz right yeah. and it just taps into like all the Japan has a huge jazz history as well. It used to be number one or possibly maybe number two to America as far as like Mm
3: -hmm.
2: fans of jazz music. So it's, it's, and that's slowly been dying out there. They don't have as many jazz cafes and whatnot. So it's just, there's a lot happening um, that makes it a really interesting film. There's some really amazing animation sequences during the performances where things get yeah. kind of, like, more color the and finale ethereal. finale when
3: you realize what Blue Giant means. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And the whole time they're doing it through this, like, uh, reflecting back documentary style. So you're like, this guy's mm-hmm. already made it, but how did he do it is sort of the premise for it. Um, I, I do think the 3D CG wasn't as great as maybe we... You know, everything gets compared to Orange now. And this is Studio Nut, who isn't known as well for their CG, but they do have um, some great animation talent there. But yeah, that just sort of came and went with very little fanfare. We did an interview with Tachikawa that I don't know if anyone read it, but I liked talking to him about it. (laughs) So um, compared to some of these other films on here, which I almost feel like we can put like parentheses on film too. Like, I feel like the only movies animated movies actually on this list are blue giant the first slam dunk Suzume, and i can't comment on black clover because i haven't seen it but that one might be like a a true film um mm. actually maybe i'm just picking on kaguya sama now that i look at it <laughs> i, said, as a I kaguya, am i'm just as thinking a
1: kaguya stand, <laughs> i can that. say it does feel like like from a fan standpoint like people would be like no oh, no this is the best thing because it like culminates this long like will they won't they like relationship story really well it yeah. also just feels like another arc in the sense that like movies kind of have this sense of like it's its own kind of thing or mm-hmm. it's, it's own like kind of canon this feels like no this is like the progression of like the next season thing just put into a movie so it, it felt like
2: three technology. episodes stuck together yeah. <laughs> to me it very much did and we see that happening a little more um mm-hmm. again with these like demon slayer red carpets and stuff and uh, even Mugen Train felt that way to me which obviously people went and saw it it did gangbusters at the at the theater but it still felt like three episodes stuck together it didn't mm. have the, yeah. the sort of composition that I expect when I go to see a movie and that makes me mad so
3: I have a hot take in that if Suzume wasn't directed by Shinkai I don't think it would be seen as highly as it is I gave it, I, I gave it a, like a near perfect score or like I, when I watched it, I was like, oh yeah, this is great. But everything else that came out subsequently in 2023 was just far better. And like, I include the first slam dunk there because I'm not like a slam dunk person I saw stills and I was like this animation is dumb. I don't want to watch this. But then I watched it in like in the crowd at a axe.
4: We were in the best setting yeah. possible. Yeah. yeah,
3: we we had the best setting and then I rewatched it again and I was like, "No, actually like this this animation does make sense for what it is doing and for how it is bringing basketball to life. And also, like it's a debut feature film by the man who made the manga. Like you mm, can't. My
1: goat, my goat. <laughs>
3: uh, I'll stop talking. But like, mm. I-, I think I don't hate Suzume. I I like Suzume a lot. I think watching everything else has made me not love Suzume the way mm. I did
2: when it first came out. But yeah, I... is Suzume really special? It's not like my okay, face like from her. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna kind of <laughs> echo like what Kate says here, like she. I think she's right in that we get a lot of anime feature films that are teenage love stories. You got like words bubble up like soda pop and you've got, you know, actually the latest Mario Kata one's really freaking weird. So I won't throw that one in there, but (laughs) there's, there's a lot of, um, you know, just these sort of pleasant ride your wave by uh, Mm. Yuasa, you know, we, the premise isn't really. Anime
3: sad girl falls in love with boy things happen.
2: Mm, yeah. supernatural yeah. weird. I think <laughs> I think a lot of the credit to Suzume <laughs> goes to and this is, you know, valid and I should also maybe shut up cuz actually I haven't watched it, but um <laughs> I think a lot of the credit of it goes to is that it is sort of this film that's helping process uh the 311 earthquake mm-hmm. and which again until I see the film I can't like really comment on that aspect of it but beyond like that that core point and what it's doing there um i don't know i'm just bored of shinkai let someone else have a turn
4: i'll go one (laughs) step further i think like that movie especially because i saw it at the premiere outside of japan in berlin and that was like a week after the earthquake in turkey and syria happened Uh that helped that movie a lot as well Hmm. like there was the whole like context to it and as you're saying like shinkai did more work for that movie than the movie Like he's talking about the movie and what it meant and and how he like processes grief and everything through the movie did more to make that resonate with people, I think, that the movie itself. And it also held that that got the biggest theatrical release of every other movie in this list. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A lot Uh, of the the boring goes because of that.
0: uh, Yeah, Lindsay, as you pointed out, this is very clearly touching upon a very tender cultural moment uh, and I'm not a part of that culture, so I, in a lot of ways, this is one of those eh, "this movie isn't for me" kind of movies. Mm. If that makes sense. I,
3: I watched this movie like at a really, I guess, like vulnerable time, because um, I I lost like uh, I've lost a lot of people in my life mm. since 2020. I think I think the count is up to 10 now. Um, back to back to back to back. Like my 27 year old cousin passed away last oh. year um so all of that is to say like this isn't a a sad Kate moment it it is that watching that film and I think that immediately I was able to capture just like the thoughts of grief as being this erupting force that you kind of can't really get around you have to move through really got me um but then when I sat down to kind of like think about it deeper and and try to like write something on it and try to like like put like the emotional feeling I had into words for anybody else that I was talking to to like make it real I had a really hard time doing that because it was something that was more amorphous and personal and myself laying something on to the movie and and I don't want to say laying something on because it is very Mm -hmm. clearly about 311 and it is very clearly about a cultural processing of, of grief and disaster but I think going into it as a viewer, because I had that lens, I felt that it spoke to me. But the the farther away from it that I got, the more I was able to see that it really is about what you're bringing into those moments and what you're mapping on to those doors that I think kind of gives the movie weight when technically, I think from a technical and narrative standpoint, I don't think it is always hitting that high a bar if i don't know if any of that makes sense like at all but
0: no i it, it
3: also doesn't does.
4: that i think out of the the victory that we've been talking about blue giants landong and susan like susan is the one that we we like visually we see this mm-hmm. like he's not doing anything particularly yeah, Liz, Liz new Right?
3: Yeah.
4: compared to yeah compared to like blue giant and and, 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 and slam dong. so that also but again more people saw it and it's mm-hmm. available on a, on a widely available platform so
0: you know what i'll, I'll be the one to bring it up um because this is a very anime thing that i think we've all just gotten used to uh there's a teenager dating an adult there's a teenager who really wants to date an adult in Suzume, and that's anime definitely and maybe i'm projecting like uh specifically american bias on this one but also eh, that, that deserves to be said at some point um
3: my husband's five years older than me so i tend to not he, I, oh I, he turns I, into a
0: chair
3: like, like ah, yeah he, just and he just turns crazy. into a chair like i i
1: <laughs> Negates his
3: I, I, I i'm not <laughs> <kidding> <laughs> her, unless it is egregious like and he's a chair he's a chair like she is kissing <laughs> a chair I I it it doesn't bother me most of the time, and I think when I, I yeah, I, I think it it's really hard for me sometimes because I I think there are cases where it is clearly something that is predatory and not good, and that happens in anime a lot. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes I think that we map that those bad experiences onto ones that I don't think necessarily warrant that type of viewing. I think, um, yeah, don't think you're wrong. I think that like, there's just a space to navigate. Like age gap doesn't necessarily mean something is horrible and offensive.
0: No, I completely understandable. Just, uh, I now more than ever, I think people are uh, squeamish. People are aware of that. So it deserves to be said, uh, on some capacity. Yeah. I don't think you're wrong there all right now i am excited for this discourse most of all uh, best original anime akiba made war birdie wing season two buddy daddies do it yourself mobile suit gundam the witch from mercury the marginal service one of these things is not like the other is uh, <laughs> what i'm gonna say first and foremost how, but, how did um...
2: it get there who put it there uh, who watched no, it i've checked mal i've checked like the ratings on a and i don't know who watched it who watched
0: marginal service anybody <laughs> here no i gave it one episode it does some weird cop stuff out of the gate so i noped out of it but i mean outside of that one um and i guess i can't speak to do it yourself like this is probably the most contentious category of anything mm-hmm. we've talked about so far
1: it's like part of me in my head i'm like as an extension of the Gundam University, you count as an original <laughs>
2: story. It's
1: an AU. Yeah, it's an AU. Play. They
4: said that the screenplay again. I guess. <laughs> uh.
3: I don't understand why it's here and not Anime of the Year or Best Continuing yes. Series series. Mm-hmm. Like that is yeah. my issue.
2: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I thought it was really strange. It, it was kind of relegated to Best Original Anime, and maybe I think there's a character over in must protect at all costs but yeah. otherwise witch for mercury is kind of not here yeah which is weird it and it's so weird. the entire series um mm-hmm. it's not just the first core or second so what happened i watched this episode the series week to week i took notes mm-hmm. i did research so i could understand <laughs> the, the political hierarchy i was i was in it i bought every single mono kid and
4: nothing happened
2: <laughs> so i don't yeah i thought it was really strange it only ended up in um so few categories compared to some of the like shonen shows that we've talked about which are in like 12 yeah or more yeah. categories and like can we do soletta solid and get her a couple more in here yeah
1: anti-mecha propaganda rearing its head yet again yeah <laughs>
0: It is weird how, how the mecha genre, mecha fans, very much it feels like the backbone of the broader anime community, anime industry. But then, like, yeah, a general general awards competition like this, it's it appears as infrequently as it does. I don't it's know. strange
2: because it's an entry level series too. Yeah. It's yeah. Like you don't need to know anything about UC. If you don't yeah. know who Char is, you're fine. Like, there's there's no like. Uh, gates you got to jump over to understand what's going on you know same with Iron-Blooded Orphans right it's uh, and it was really really popular it's not I wouldn't consider the Gundam show a dark horse by any means but it's not really represented a whole lot in the voting lineup we oh, dedicated man. a day
1: to it, we,
0: we, gave it a
2: day. <laughs> we gave it yeah social media gave it a day and more fan art than we'd seen in a long time so, we gave it a
0: day over Demon Slayer. We did. We, that yeah. is funny how that happened. <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> um And yeah, for as much as we just talked about Mobile Suit Gundam, the Witch from Mercury, uh I don't I I think Akiba Made Wars going to win this one.
1: People uh, slept on that one. That They one did, and okay. they were
2: wrong to oh. do it. That
1: one had me laughing so hard because I'm like, this is just a Yakuza side quest made into mm.
3: an anime. I loved Akiba. I,
1: loved
2: I did. It
3: so much. I, I actually, other than the Martial service, I love this category mm-hmm. so much because it's so different. And so weird. And like, that's good. Like, I think this is like the best if you had to be like, hey, Kate, like, what are the genres of anime? I would just like show this category. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think the other thing that I do want to point out is it feels weird. I think the reason why Gundam feels weird is because it is a powerhouse of an IP but if you notice we have a sports anime in here but it's a sports anime centered on girls we have a keep maid war we have buddy daddies whose target audience was mostly women we have do it yourself which is women or girls again and i think that that is the factor between just dumping them in best original anime is it's mm-hmm. once again anime fans denying the fact that there is good stuff to be had from things directed at girls and women and i think that that's frustrating especially gundam because women built the gundam franchise and the creator will say has said that over and over and over again but i think that like looking at this despite the strengths of all of them i think that that is the connecting factors to why they are all just here
2: no, I I, I agree it's with that. I mean, I mean, I, I don't. <laughs> there, there are shirtless guys in marginal service. So oh, maybe there that's we go. Why it's there too. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it is really a strange lineup. Um, I think maybe we don't get a ton of originals, uh, compared to adaptations. So it is like a that's slimmer. Fair. It is mm. you know slimmer pickings. But um, I I do agree that it at least you could maybe make a, a trending or a, pull out a trend from if most original works are kind of going towards the, the female yeah. demographic compared to adaptive works.
3: Yeah, that's hmm. fair. I,
2: Although uh, I think a lot of dudes liked birdie wing
0: to be fair.
3: Oh, I, I think dudes did really like birdie wing.
0: Yeah. I I think it was the mother's basement quote. Um, he pointed out in a video a while back that uh, actually original anime is, yep, yeah, for as kind of thin a slice of the pie as it often is, that's what people point to most often as, like, the best of anime, whether that's Cowboy Bebop, Evangelion, and then, yeah, looking through uh, 2023's best original anime... I'm yeah. On average, I am bigger on all of these series than uh, I think any category we've talked about so far. And I think that and having
2: to pick between Buddy Daddies and Akiba Made Wars and Gundam is a crime. Yeah. It, is. Yeah. it is. It really it was It truly sure
0: is. Yeah.
1: I think yeah. When I was going around voting, I was like, I'm gonna skip this category because I really have to think on this. One. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right. Um, I don't. we're all these we're... are gay. Yes. yes! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. All these the are gay. Line. I
2: just yes, remember all of these like these are very gay. Yeah, do it yourself as well. Like yes. it's, you know, very clumsy girlfriend who doesn't know how to use a screwdriver and highly exactly. competent 3D printer girlfriend who, you know, is kind of sundere but loves her. Um I don't know if marginal service is gay. Because I don't know what it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. It, it, maybe <laughs> Or it likes to present as a lot. Um, yeah, I. Mm.
3: This, I just like that Lindsay just point out that this is really just the best gay anime award. Yeah, mm. yeah, for twenty twenty three.
0: Yes. Yeah. I, make that a category next year. <laughs> a
1: little
2: like rainbow light bulb just lit mm. up and was like, "Wait!" All like, all and
1: they is were roommates. <laughs> the category.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh. Um, okay, so we are getting a little closer to some hard outs. I don't think we're gonna Mm -hmm. get to every category. Is there anyone that people really wanted to get into? We're about to get into some of the more uh technical stuff and then the genre stuff. Um, I know that I won't have
2: much to say in the voice acting categories. Um, okay, I tend to just watch subtitled, so I don't really, I can't weigh in on that. Fair. Um,
3: I think the only thing that I actually do I have I have one thing to say about the voice acting category in that I think that it is just good to have it here because I know for a lot of people um it it's like an English voice actor, maybe be the only person they ever hear voice this character, and that's what they're committed to. Um, like I will never watch Cowboy Bebop in Japanese, and mm. I will never watch Dragon Ball Z or any of the Dragon Ball series in Japanese because that it's it's not what that core memory was created with. So I think it's good that there is recognition for both the Japanese voice actors and the uh, and the English voice actors because I think both of them are creating something very special for whoever's watching I think one of the things that gets a little a little bit thorny for me and I know this is a US-based like award like that's primarily the audiences but with the number of dubbing like the high number of dubbed languages that crunchyroll promotes in and the amount of like viewership you have in Latin America I think it'd be really cool to see that actually expand. To Spanish, hmm. oh,
2: they, oh have. Is, actually. they have, yeah, they yeah. have Spanish. Wait, I, didn't I mean, see that. yeah, I they announced for like almost
0: all of their languages. Oh, um, no, no, no. I meant love.
3: like, is there a category for it?
0: Uh, yeah, we could only vote on um English oh, though because it's I region locked. Oh, I didn't know
3: that.
2: Yeah, it's region locked. Oh, yeah, I that's
3: yeah.
0: what
2: it is. What you, okay, is
0: yeah,
3: I oh. Okay, I had no idea. They so have, like, strange Spanish,
4: Arabic, German, I had no idea that, they, kids, that it was
3: region locked. That's yeah. also really cool then. Yeah. Kudos.
0: Yeah. Um, my only hot take for best uh, English voice performance. Um, hey, you know, Marissa Duran, I talk to her sometimes about college football on social media. I think that should be weighed into uh, uh, people's decision making. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right. I uh, do
3: wanna I do want to ask people about best main character, actually.
2: Ooh, yeah, we should that, definitely
3: that do is, the
0: characters.
3: Yeah, I think the character ones would be really good to talk about.
0: Best main then- character. We got Denji, Aaron, uh Hitori Goto. Uh, Monkey D Luffy, uh mob, and Thorophen. So remember what I said earlier about
2: Aaron stands. Yeah,
1: that's
0: <laughs> going to be a presence in this
2: voting.
1: Yeagerists are going to say, stop the cow.
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh,
4: well, remember the year that they was best hero and best villain and yes. Aaron was nominated for both? Yes. It was like, that's yes. kind of funny. That oh, was that's, yeah. we'll that.
0: <laughs> that's
2: very funny. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, I can see a split vote between Aaron and uh, anime's new best boy mob um, mm-hmm. happening in this category.
2: I feel like Mob Psycho Season 3 did not do yeah. as well as the previous two seasons at all. Mm-hmm. I think this is a toss-up between probably Denji and Thorfinn for, for us in the back who are all about the yeah. farming arc. Mm-hmm. Um, if Aaron wins, I mean, I won't be surprised but I'll be deeply saddened. Yes. I'll take time off work um, <laughs> it happens, so...
3: I think Denji has been the character that I routinely have to or that I routinely like just protect and defend. Because I think people who haven't read or watched Chainsaw Man all the way through, they're like, he just wants to touch a boob. I was like, yeah, that like literally this man has such a sad life that a boob touch is a like climactic dream for him. Like that his, is what he thinks will be everything. His and I actually of
1: needs are exactly right
3: <laughs> exactly. He wants to eat non moldy bread, take a bath. And like, get a job and touch a boob. Like, I feel like that is one highly relatable, but also, like, I think that there is a pureness to Denji that is explored through something that we usually associate as like a lecherous trope, Mm. but it you see it kind of stripped away into the base of just a teenage boy, like that, like that is just what it is. And I think for me, like, that's what makes Denji as simple as he is more complex because it speaks to a larger arc of the character Mm. realizing that physical touch one is not all it's cracked up to be and two is not the only thing you should be aspiring to and learning and growing so my, my my best boy denji um i think but i do agree that i can see the Aaron stance just coming in droves and it will be sad
2: i think there's a there's a big gap between uh, a Denji and like a Manetta from My Hero Academia, yes, exactly. right? And it's a very important. It's, it's a cavern. Yeah, it, it's a cavern. Yeah, yeah. Um, Denji is completely. I find him completely inoffensive in his yes. sexual interest compared yes. to a lot of other shows where you watch, and it's got some horny guy in it with like boundary issues Benji and stuff like asks.
3: that. He, he does. He asks And he's
2: also like you know you know he ha- he's also had opportunities and was like. You know, I don't. I don't think. I don't think this is right. mm, Yeah, I think I gotta go. You know. So
0: there, um, there's a fantastic moment fairly recently in the manga where Denji is just exhausted at the realization that oh wow, this is another adult woman (laughs) trying to sexually (laughs) exploit me for her own benefit. What is going on? Am I putting this vibe out there? It, It was great. Um, yeah, I. Um, I don't know what, uh, do we want to talk about best anime song at all? Anyone have opinions on that? Isn't it just going
2: to be Yelsobi's idol
0: from Oshinoko? Yeah. It's,
2: it's got to just run away with it. Yeah.
3: Right? I, I don't know if anybody saw the Mama performance, but like literally like, every Korean idol got up on a stage and did this did the dance to the song and oh, wow. like it was with you, know, so like it it was sudden and I say Korean idols just because like I'm I'm very big in the K-pop space and all of my favorite people were up there doing dances but it was literally like almost everybody from a mama category was just mm-hmm. up there dancing during the performance like I I think that that is a level of cultural impact that I don't think anything else really reaches
1: yeah it even touched my circles where atarashi gako like showed up yes to do the, like,
0: the dance <laughs> yeah
3: yeah um
0: no that makes sense and um idol is probably also going to run away with a uh, best opening sequence mm-hmm. uh, that one i would i would like to see
2: more of a fight Mm -hmm. with that one because I feel like that's supposed to take into consideration the the animation that is accompanying the song more than just Mm -hmm. the song itself um zom 100's opening is really really good Real good. heavily delusions opening is really really good kickbacks opening with all of its like movie references that had people like yeah purchasing them out on the internet really good news
0: kickback made the regular news yeah yeah yeah
3: Yeah. I think kickback I, I think it's a it's a toss up for me for kickback and where our blue is just because I'm, I'm that person <laughs> Um for opening sequence. But I agree that like, it's based on like everything that comes into it. Mm-hmm. Um I also wish I could just nominate every single chainsaw man ending that was perfectly yeah, was curated to, to the episode <laughs> that preceded it. That
1: yeah.
0: felt like, like a sweep for
1: them because like you have like
0: 12. <laughs> like <in> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, for the ending sequences, uh, 200 million centimeter long blades, that is the only one canonized in the manga by uh, (laughs) uh, Maximum the Hormone being in there as a lark. Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah. Uh, Outside of that, I...
2: Mephisto is also really good. Mephisto, Um, that
3: is the one I would give. Yeah, Mephisto is very good.
2: Um, It's hard for me to pick... A favorite chainsaw man ending and i don't have the titles of the songs like off the top of my head but i think my favorite one is the one that had all the horses in it oh yeah weird, all the weird horses that. yeah that was good that was good
3: i think that's like the best ant opening or ending is like it had like where everything connects it has to be perfect weirdness perfect song references and then also just being completely disparate like animation from what is being said in the words Mm. (laughs) and that is that is perfection when you hit all of those
0: um actually you know this is probably a good one to talk about with this crowd to close uh anyone have any picks any insights for the best director category
2: pulling it up
3: (laughs) i think going between Ryu Nakiyama yes and honestly like i know that Shota's going to get it for jujutsu kaisen season 2 i i think it should be hirotaka mori for heavily the delusion i think i think ryu and hirotaka are like the two for me that i think really are able to capture like di- direction in a very holistic standpoint, mm. um, and I think they really showcase. And I think Rio more so, uh, or Nakayama more so than than anything, is just the ability to bring to bridge live action cinema and animation in a way that doesn't devalue the animative, the an- the animated medium, which I think is very hard to do. Um, we've seen it's a between lot of- Mori
2: and Nakayama for me too like yeah. it's a strong competition between the two um, I lean a little bit more towards Nakayama but it's like it's by it's, a hair yeah. and some of that is also out of like solidarity for the bullshit he put up with oh, yeah. because of his direction of the show I that's probably not why you give people awards but it does make me like root for him just a
0: little bit more I um, Actually, I'd probably uh, the most beneficial to Nakayama uh, if he wins. I, I believe I read he's starting his own studio now. Yes. He's doing okay. Yes. Yep. yep. Yeah. Mom's
2: bleeding talent. So, yeah, yep. Nakayama's at his own studio,
0: Is and so is uh, Sungu Park. They've yep. all both left. And um, as I mean, I'll be the first to say, as somebody who, and I'm not signing any kind of petition, I'm not signing a change.org thing, but as someone who did have frustrations with uh, the Chainsaw Man, adapt- Chainsaw Man adaptation. Uh, I don't think that can be laid at Nakayama's feet. All of the changes that I found frustrating, I think, are more uh, top level than that. Uh, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But did that. you
2: write that piece for me, Lucas? Was that you?
0: I would have.
2: I would have written pe- that. No, maybe that was someone else. We did publish a thing from a point of view of people who, who were not happy with the direction. And uh, you bringing I- that up was like, wait, did did lucas write that never mind
0: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no it sounds like something i would say but i i and like this is one of those controversies i can't well i can't express this i can't get on anyone's side because now people have made it the weird and more politicized yeah. than it should be um okay. okay i go for it
3: no i was just gonna say i think the way the reason akayama for me is solid is because it wasn't the large spectacle scenes that got me or sequences that got me it was the smaller moments where he Mm. makes coffee Mm -hmm. yeah coffee but like very specifically he makes the characters small like Mm -hmm. that scene where Aki is in the hospital bed and it it's just panned out and he is like that is an understanding of visuals not just in trying to like show a thing but trying to like make you feel
2: a thing um Nakayama made smoking really sad and
0: depressing again. Yes. And
2: emotionally. Yes!
0: <laughs> uh, I think also, I think also a thing to keep in mind is that Chainsaw Man as a manga is really engaged in that medium, really playing to the benefits of that space. Yeah. In a way that makes it really difficult to translate. And it was never going to be translated perfectly. And the fact that the anime does such a great job with. Uh, I. It was going to be hard. It was going to be hard for anyone to bring the Chainsaw Man uh, manga to the anime format, and yeah, yeah, Nakayama sure did do a great stab at it. Okay.
2: Do we have time to talk about Best Romance, or
0: are we hard on time? I'm seeing some nods in here. Because that's also got a
2: really big variety similar to Mm. Best Original in that it's, you know, Mm. where all those got to go instead of anywhere else.
0: So best romance, Horiyama, The Missing Pieces, My Happy Marriage, Skip and Loafer, Insomniacs After School, My Love Story with yamada Kun at level 999, and Tomochan is a Girl.
3: I love all these series so yeah, much. This one was hard.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: they deserve so much more love than just being put into the love category. <laughs> yeah,
1: because like Skip and Loafer's. Kind of not really a romance at mm. this point in it either. Yeah. yeah, it gave me more slice of life vibes. But
0: mm-hmm. I'm I'm about to be a hater. I bounced uh, off of Tomachan as a girl. I found yeah, a lot of the. I liked it.
3: <laughs> I loved it.
0: The jokes got to be. I they played in a little much of a like gender assumptions space mm. for me. That I yeah I get it. I get why it's appealing. It, I bounced off it. And that's a me thing. Mm. Yeah.
3: I was a tomboy growing up who consistently got, like, thought of as something that I, or as a gender that I wasn't. And that just hit me. Mm. So, Because it was very hard to have crushes on. Like, it was very hard. And I think that that, that, as cute and funny as it is, I actually think some of the ways that it handles those assumptions and how you deal with the weight others put on you and you just, like want to be yourself was really really good
2: Mm.
3: um but i also have the manga (laughs) that i that i love (laughs) deeply so that also colors that Uh,
0: i will also say my happy marriage is probably the most talked about anime that Mm. i have not watched from this past year
2: it's real good it's it's it's, yeah it's there was it was a hurdle for me at first because i have a low tolerance for like meekness in a character Mm. um this is purely a me thing it's not like there's anything wrong with that archetype or you yeah. know uh, having stories about that it's just that I'm kind of aggro by nature so I'm like just do the thing and they, you know they can't um, so uh, that one was a little rough for me it's also got some pretty uh, strong depictions of like um, familial abuse in it that mm-hmm. can be hard to stomach early on but it really is about you know a girl coming into her own and like finding her her own, like, value in herself and her ability to, like, stand up for herself and realize that she has a right to happiness. Um, and, I mean, her fiancé is also really cute. And he's just, he is kind of stereotypical perfect husband material. But it's, you know, so it's kind of comforting in that way, right? Like, he, it's not the sort of Jose story about getting betrothed to the guy who's secretly soft inside but is actually mean and you know abusive sort of stuff this isn't like a hot gimmick or anything like that um he is very like what can i do to help you um let me bring my sister and have her come over so that you can have like a female friend to like bounce ideas off of and help you solve your issues because i can't fix everything for you it's just it's it's good and and there's magic Mm -hmm. for reasons (laughs)
1: Well, my love story with my kun at level 99 has uh, gamers in it. Gamers in love by uh, Madhouse uh, studio behind uh, Nana.
0: <laughs> yes. I I forget, I forget Madhouse plays as equally in the uh Shojo space as they do in the Shonen space. hmm
3: huh. This is Jose though, right? Uh
0: I think Yamada kun is shoujo. I don't I don't know how uh intense it gets.
3: In the manga, it's real intense. Ooh, <laughs> they, do <okay>. it. <laughs> they do the deed. <laughs>
0: I didn't know that. I mean, do we, uh, do we have to go with uh, Yamato Kun level 99? If this is the romance, and if they do like, all right, romance all the way. <laughs> I've Maybe. I also, by nature, of the I also, category.
2: I heard Horimiya and the missing pieces is not great, mostly. I mean, I haven't watched it. I watched the first season and liked it, but Mm -hmm. people have described it to me as these people are definitely getting divorced in the future. Like, this is not their forever relationship. She's a hot mess. Um, It does play in the kink space. Mm
1: -hmm. No,
0: too, right? I I appreciated that from the first season.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I love Mia. I
3: think the issue with the missing pieces, I do love the missing pieces, but I think the thing that is, like, most... Because it's not Horimiya proper, and just the missing pieces—like this—is the stuff they cut out from the adaptation mostly, and Mm -hmm. that is what makes it like the weakest of everything Mm -hmm. else. Um, I'm going to do an
2: episode, oh, and it would be better. Yeah,
3: Yeah, like if you worked this into how you were watching the first series, that is a better understanding of the series.
4: Uh, Yeah, that's why I skipped it because I also I love Horimiya, but I was like, I'm not gonna
0: watch scenes from in between episodes that I barely remember now. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. Who needs
3: side stories?
0: Uh, Also talking about Hori Mia, just with the way that first season ends. Um, Don't get married when you're 18. Hey, you know what? Worse for some Um. people, fantastic for y'all. General advice, don't get married when you're 18.
1: Someone's macaroni and cheese is my favorite food, and I will never change my
0: mind.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man. I like high the school.
2: hot dogs cut up and put in it though.
0: <laughs> oh man, high school was crazy. Time to settle mm. down. Uh, <laughs> this is it forever. All right. Uh we are really coming up against those hard outs now. So mm. um, do we want to do a round? Everyone's uh acts, everyone's socials, anything people can keep an eye out for, and then yeah. Uh I'm Lucas Dreider at Lucas DeWriter, on Twitter. Don't follow me on Twitter though. Go to Blue Sky, where I am Lucas Drider. Uh wrote about uh the novels, the light novels that inspired the Persona games uh, over at IGN recently. Uh go check that out. Um Yeah, and uh, more more in the works, plugging away. Freelance capacity right now. Uh Isaiah, where can people find you?
1: Um, uh, You can find me on Twitter at Shin um, Isaiah, S-H-I-N-E-Y-E-Z-E-H-U-H-H. I I made sure it was really hard to find me on social media. Uh, (laughs) There's a link tree in there for everything else to make that a little bit easier for your first hurdle there. Um, I guess uh, I'm currently freelancing. I've got some stuff in the works. Uh, You can mostly find me over at IGN
4: or over at Anime News Network.
0: Uh, Raphael, where are you at?
4: i um, also on Twitter, I don't know why, but I'm still there, at Rafael Montamayor, and I write, also doing the freelance thing, run for whoever. Uh, I got some stuff in the works that I don't know when they're coming up, but they're coming up eventually. Now, share it.
2: Lindsay. Hi, uh, you can find, I mean, my Twitter exists. I I try not to post there because it's a hellscape um, at A-N-N underscore Lindsay, L-Y-N-Z-E-E. But you can find me over on Blue Sky, uh, same at, except they don't let you use underscores there. I was really mad about that too. So it's just A-N-N Lindsay. Um, I'm also on a podcast every week called the A-N-N After Show. Right now we are talking about uh, solo leveling, uh, whether we would eat the food on Delicious and Dungeon, and recently at bravern which oh. you guys should all be watching bang brave bravern uh it's great um gotcha. but yeah i mostly find me at anime news network where i'm contractually obligated to put everything i write
0: <laughs> and jay bring us home
3: uh you can find me at my Randier on literally everything i secured handles i don't go on to blue sky there was like only annoying people over there when it first started
0: like me Uh,
3: no no no, not now it's opened up now but it just uh i needed some more melanin to get on the platform before Mm. (laughs) before i started investing time in it um but i'm gonna start posting more there i am on the hellscape i will stay on it until i can no longer go there and i eventually get banned um just because that's where all the people who follow me are Um, Also on Instagram, and you can find all my writing at bowailo.net. I am currently reviewing Cherry Magic, which is an anime I have waited so long for. It feels like forever. There are two feature film movies in two different languages. And I just now got the anime. Uh, And then uh, The Witch and the Beast and Buchigiri. Um, are my three that I'm doing episodically. And then I do a lot of, I guess technically they're called character guides on stuff that I really love. Um, it was an ex- excuse to write about why Ghetto and Gojo are boyfriends. And I did that in both yeah. of their character guides. So you can go read that.
0: I- Kate, I got to introduce you uh, to my friend, Jenny, admin of the Cherry Magic Wiki. Uh, y'all would all get on. And thank you for reminding me. I think I have an interview going up on But Why, though, uh, this month. Yes. Maybe. hopefully. Go, go to But Why, though. Go to all the websites we mentioned. And um, hey, thank you to Crunchyroll for uh, making us judges, for doing this anime award show, for giving us an excuse to talk about a lot of great, weird, interesting anime. Uh, and thank you all for listening to this and have a great day.
2: Bye. Bye.